Okay. Here we are. Hello, everyone. It's time for another episode of the Bonsai Podcast. I'm Tim, a.k.a. Blind Metal Gamer. Alongside with me today is my co-host, Beth, a.k.a. Denver Queen. And tonight, we're going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to our hearts as people with disabilities. That is real work for real wages and the effect of subminimum wage on people with disabilities. Um, Beth, would you like mm-hmm. to start by presenting some data regarding yeah. the subminimum wage? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Done? Yeah, I have. You want a cheeseburger? Uh, I'm good. I'll, I'll eat it in a bit. Okay. Whoops, we were interrupted. Okay. All um, right. So I, I want to first by, start by talking about my work history, which is very much telling with regards to disabled people and livable wages. And we also have a direction that we could go with. A lot of the disabled people are not paid enough. But it's not just about the pay. It's also the career type that disability, um, people with disabilities often end up in. And uh, first of all, I had a lot of career aspirations in my childhood. I wanted to be, well, let's see. I wanted to be a cop when I was a young girl. I thought it was cool. Okay, whatever. And I wanted to try maybe being a herpetologist because Florida, oh yeah, too many alligators and crocodiles and oh, wow. and oh, there's a lot of aspirations I had. But then I ended up saying, okay, screw all this. I want to be a choir director. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the requirements for all of these. Well, obviously, cop was out because you have to have a gun and a car, right? A driver and then, license, right? Well, and, even canine handlers have to have a good a good science degree. But mm. honestly, there's something I kind of thought about recently, and it would have been, and it was, um, I thought it would be cool if I could if qualified, do training with dogs for the bomb squad, Mm -hmm. because that's pretty, it's kind of fun. It's like the dogs get to have fun sniffing around looking for explosives. And Mm -hmm. once they alert you, they can alert you to explosives and you're not even looking actively, but that's Mm -hmm. why dogs are fun. And I would have loved to have worked with animals, but they would, and This is one of the biggest problems and challenges of disabled people. We Mm. often go to college thinking we're going to complete our degree. And I did not complete. It didn't happen. Right. And for me, um, on on my mm -hmm. end of things, uh, I did not complete. I didn't even last a day. Like it was only one day for me and I was out because I didn't. We didn't have what we needed. Now, tonight's focus is. Not that necessarily, but it's about real work for real wages, subminimum wage, and sheltered employment. Subminimum wage is definitely a problem, but how do yes, you get is. into these subminimum wage jobs? The how do you give, get into it? Let me explain. I, I'm going to give a Go little ahead. history to all the listeners out there. Uh, that was just Denver mm-hmm. Queen kind of uh, doing her thing, uh, mm-hmm. going on a bit of a soapbox there. But anyway, I'm going to give a little bit of history. I, I didn't mean to. On the topic of uh, subminimum wage and how that got started. 
uh, back in 1938, the Fair Labor Standards Act was put into place, and with it, it became uh, for Section 14C. And what Section 14C allowed employers to do is it allows employers to pay employees with disabilities, such as you and I, some minimum wage, as opposed to our typically developing colleagues. So we could have had, let's say, that dog trainer job, for example. Let's say mm -hmm. you and myself, and let's say two mm -hmm. other just random Joe Schmoes, were <laughs> at the same job, doing the same things. Well, the two people that did not have a disability would have, you know, the regular wage and all this. The people with disabilities at that same job, could, if the employer had a 14C certificate, could be paid sub-minimum wage, and it was legal. And it's been this way for over 80 years. For over 80 and years. And there was a documentary is, on it on CNN. Yes, something yes. about slavery and pennies per hour. It, yes. It just, yes. I've not watched yeah. that. But I do, if if I may indulge, uh, Beth, Denver Queen, I would like to indulge yeah. and tell the viewer, the listeners my story of Go how minimum wage affected me. Uh, and how I got my job I have today and how it's positively affected my life. And then we'll go into some strategies that employers could use to help people with disabilities get real jobs for real wages. So my story begins in 2002. I just graduated high school. And you're thinking, yeah, you know, you graduate, go to college, you know, be the big man on campus. Well, that wasn't the case for me. They... Uh, decided that my best thing was to get a job straight away and they felt that college was not going to be fitting for me because, and I quote this, they felt that I couldn't handle it. Okay, fine. I'll get a job and do it that way. Well, I'm, I'm you know, at home. You know, I just graduated O2. No work. I had uh, Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, OVRs, we'll refer to from here on. OVR, uh, personnel had changed on my case. So whenever that person would change, the plan would change. Now, the first person I got, okay, let's get you to work. Let's get you working. Okay, I'm on board. What I didn't know was I was going to be going to work for a place that was going to have an impact on my life in a way that I did not even foresee happening. And that is, uh, I got paid some minimum wage. I went to work at a place called FHI in my hometown. And for those of you who don't know, FHI dealt with uh, different things, you know, different types of jobs, um, folding bags, making counterweights, basically what's called piecework, where the person gets paid by the piece instead of an hourly rate. You get paid by how much work you do a day. So I'm doing that thinking, okay, this is fine. I'll be able to make a decent living, you know, single, young, uh, not really doing a lot of bill paying and whatnot. Well, I worked there, and when it, came, when it came time for the first check, I'm like, oh, nice, you know, paycheck time. I get to see what's up. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to be on cloud nine. And I look at it, and it was only for $34. I'm like, okay, this cannot be correct. Something's up. And uh, come to find out, yeah, only $34 for 40 hours of work. And uh, so my, my family and I were thinking, okay, uh, wow, 
and they were like, you know, keep going, uh, keep doing what you're doing because uh, that, that might be just to start you out. Okay, fine. You know, I'll keep going. There would be days I'd wake up, I'd be so raging and so angry that I didn't want to go. I'd be so pissed off. I did not want to go to work because I knew what I was getting. It was just literally either doing these little piece jobs, like putting uh, cardboard boxes together for wild turkey or uh, doing stuff with uh, bags or collating. And it was like every time I would go there and get paid, I'd be getting these really small checks. Eventually, um, from June of 03 until September of 03, is when I worked there. In September of the 03, my family and I decided, you know, you've, you've done that long enough. They're not doing you right. Get out of there. You can try college. So in 2005, after a year and a half of training, um, I went to college. You know, okay, I got in. Got moved into my dorm and everything. Everything was going to be peachy king. I was going to have um, all my tech, all my stuff. I didn't. I had only one thing, a huge, giant Oculac CCTV, and I'm sure you know what those are all about. Those big... Yeah, those, those are the... Those giant monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who don't know, oh, yeah. they would take up probably where I'm sitting right now, would probably take up the whole desk of where I'm at. So yeah. I get there, I get all this mm-hmm. stuff, and or this one thing, and I'm in a panic. You know, what am I going to do? You know, because class was in like three days. So I go to class that first Monday. The professor was not going to accommodate what I needed uh, for some assistive technology that I had purchased. That I had um, for class or whatnot. So the, I get back to the dorm and I'm looking at my syllabus. And it's not getting any easier. It's only increasing as the classes go on. So I knew I had to get out of there. So that night I called my family up. I said, look, I don't got what I need. I need to get out. So they came and got me at eight or nine at night, coming to pack up my stuff. The, all the people in that dorm helped me pack my stuff out to the car and I left. Um, excuse me. Then, so after that happened, um, I knew then I had to get to work. So my OVR person at the time said, what about the place I worked at before? I said, no. They had paid me uh, poorly. It was not enough to support my family. It was not enough to make a living. And it was just very, very bad condition. Like when I was at FHI, if I wasn't working, I was sitting on my butt in downtime doing nothing, just listening to the radio. So, you know, that's where I was most of the time was in downtime. So for like eight hours a day. So I just basically, for those of you who are wondering, went to work, quote-unquote work, and sat on my rear end for the majority of the day. Unless they had something minuscule for me to do, like make a counterweight or put boxes together, then I would be working. But if not, I would be sitting in the downtime room. Okay. So then uh, other things came and went, uh, volunteer jobs, and I was doing uh, data entry work at a church in my hometown. And I met a guy from the Human Development Institute, who helped me get the job I have today. So in the fall of 2009, in November of that year to be precise, I began my work at the Commonwealth Council on Development of Disabilities. Uh, 
as a front desk manager, and my job duties consisted of answering and transferring calls, greeting visitors, typical front desk manager type work. Um, the big thing here was it wasn't sub-minimum wage. This was real jobs for real wages. This was the big stuff. Um, this was going to forever change my life, and it has. I'm proud to say that I've had the job for now for almost 12 years, and my job duties since then has increased to other things within the office. And I do want to say that uh, some minimum wage I feel is wrong. It needs to go away. It's just not right. Um, there's and many... here's a little bit of data to break down on All right. the minimum wage. Beth is going to give data right now. Okay. First of all, Tim's uh, blind metal gamer, Tim, he's right about sub-minimum wage. It does need to go away. But even the real wages have to be equal. Yes. But there's always a breakdown in, like, disabled women, for example, get paid mm. less than he does at his job. And, like, for example, if this mis Mr. Blind Metal Gamer over there gets paid $10 to do the work he's doing now at the X, $10. I'm just making it up. Okay. Right, right. Okay. But if you got paid for ten, every ten dollars you get paid, I get paid maybe six or seven. Oh wow! Because that's how the, the that's just cross gender lines. But if you add disability right and or race to that picture, it also it, goes down as well. Yeah, I agree. Wages need to be equal for everybody. Yeah. Not, not, you know, right. And I mean, and the reason yeah, why I exactly. say that sub-minimum wage needs mm -hmm. to go, it's 80 years old and the, 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 you know, times have changed back when that law was enacted mm -hmm. in 1938, you want to know where people like you and I were at for the most part? Institutions. Yes. We were in institutions and what they would do in these institutions is they would basically keep us there. And we didn't get to see the outside world. We didn't get to experience community life. Now, fast forward to 2021, people with disabilities are in your communities. They're in your grocery stores. They're in your restaurants, in your doctor's offices, in your capitals. They're in everywhere. Your schools. Yes. Yeah. And these ICFs, <laughs> institutional care facilities, are going away. So I believe mm -hmm. that subminimum wage needs to do the same because there, it's just a dying business model, and it needs to be gone. And now, granted, w, mm -hmm. the Workforce Equal Opportunity Act, WIOA, is a great thing. The schools are now moving towards competitive, integrated employment, which is great. I'm all in favor of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then you have a lot of these sheltered employment facilities, like FHI, that are starting to close uh -huh. their doors, or they're changing their business model. Okay, they can't do some minimum wage or piecework. Get them prepared for competitive, integrated employment in the community. You know, mm -hmm. start them out in a familiar setting. You know, I'm not advocating yeah. for segregated employment because I don't believe in that. You know, maybe mm -hmm. let these sheltered employment places either A, pay them minimum wage, or B, and this is my thought, um, let these, and you might agree or disagree with this, you know, let these, uh -huh. these quote-unquote sheltered employment places 
change their business models to where they can be training centers for these people and prepare them for integrated competitive employment in certain fields. You know, front that would not cleaning. actually sound like a bad idea. No, it's not. That and, is not a no. It, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. In fact, I had a positive experience working doing some job adjustment training at the Colorado Center's front desk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to be quite honest, I hate front desk work and I don't want to say anything. I'm not trying to offend you. Right, right, right. But everybody has their stereotypical thing to say about the front desk girl or guy. It doesn't matter. Hey, here's but how I look at it. I would have... <laughs> here's my thoughts on that. My room, a phone, yeah. and this is anybody that's listening with, with or without a disability. Hey, there's no shame in being mm -hmm. a front desk manager. I, ha I I take pride in it. Yeah, I might have days where I might mm -hmm. complain a little bit and I might groan a little bit, but that's with any job. Okay. Hey, everybody does that. Everybody okay. groans about work, but yep. but what? So, but see, as what, far right. as I'm concerned. I ended I was, up having to quit two different work adjustments because mm, being a woman with as many problems as I had, people actually made up these thoughts that I was unemployable. I'm glad you got your job. You know, I, me, it was I'm weird because I got that job. too. I got mm -hmm. that too because they thought, mm -hmm. oh, what can a blind person do? Yeah. You know, they thought that, oh, he's intellectually mm -hmm. disabled. He's this, 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 da, da, da. No. They couldn't figure out the fact that a visually impaired person, you know, all I needed was mm -hmm. assistive technology supports and, you know, mm -hmm. O&M. And that's it. You know, and I'm, and I'm That's all I would really need but to. Back yeah, to like, back to our focus. Um, these sheltered employment shops. Okay. I get yeah. why they're there and I get they give parents the option. But if you're going to change your business model mm -hmm. to a competitive, mm -hmm. integrated employment perspective. What they need okay. to do is either yes. get with the times or, you know, train these individuals with, with disabilities. And I'm fully aware that a good bunch of the people in these shops are people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. So you got your across the board. Train them in different, you know, job skills like a front desk manager, computer usage, basic like Microsoft Word, uh, note taking. Uh, office skills such as collating, copying, um, maybe uh, other things. Get them out in the communities. And like, let's say you had someone that wanted to work in a restaurant. You know, use a supported employment. Get service. them to certify. Get them certifications. Oh my god! I got, yes. I got some. Get them certifications. certifications. Food handler certifications. Yes, and I then knew after a guy that, who said he wanted to work at. After that, what they could do, and this is the next step. After that, okay, they got their certification in the place. Then the next step is getting them out in the community, not keeping them in that sheltered employment place, but get them out there in that place okay. where, where they got their certification. Mm -hmm. Let's say food handler, get them in a restaurant, get them working mm -hmm. for real jobs, for real wages. And to employers out there who are wondering, yes, customized employment is an option. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want to use customized employment, uh, and want to learn more about it, you can go to the Department of Labor or just Google customized employment and you'll get videos and information on that. 
And also to any employer out there that is wondering about, you know, should I hire a person with a disability who's on the fence? Don't be afraid to hire someone with a developmental or intellectual or physical disability because let me tell you. Because we work care. our butts off. Yeah, we don't care about being, you know, we yeah. as people with disabilities, she and I don't care about being the CEO. We don't care about being the top dog. We just want real jobs for real wages so we can give the best life possible and the best life outcome possible. Now, uh, yeah. Beth, do you have anything you would like to add as yeah. far as suggestions for employers related to real jobs for real yes. wages and how they could help uh, with hiring people with disabilities in terms of that regard, getting them away oh, from some minimum definitely. wages? definitely. Yes. Um, for employers that are afraid to hire someone with a disability, you guys, we're in a labor shortage right now. And I want you as an employer or someone who does like job coaches, I don't care what you do for a living. I want you to take a sneak peek at some of the blind on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media platforms. What about other disabilities? And listen, listen to them. What about other disabilities? Ooh, Not sorry. just blind. You know, you got disabilities. Think. Yeah, just all anyone. Kinds of yeah, just look at I anyone with a. Look a at the Disability, if they even if they don't say disability in their bio, listen to the disabled community around the internet yes. and around you. Yes, let them talk because they're gonna say things like, Hey, why are you turning your noses up at us and yet you don't have enough waitresses or whatever to fill your restaurant with? Mm -hmm. Or you might not have enough people work in the post office, God forbid. I have a buddy, she's not disabled, but she's one of the best mail carriers out there. I want to give a shout out to the mail carriers. Yes. Um, because we need them right now and we need more of them. And we need, well, we need more people working anyway. But listen to the disabled community. And also when you are sitting down with, say, a blind person or someone in a wheelchair. Right. Or someone with both. Listen to their needs. Don't be afraid to address their needs. Ask them, that, is there anything you need me to do for you? That, and as employers, you mm -hmm. know, make sure the job they're going to get mm -hmm. is going to match the business's needs. Because the right. auto customized employment at is, the front desk. it's matching yeah. the business's needs with what can that person do mm -hmm. to meet those needs. So, for example, in my job, okay. Right. Not only, okay, so my job has shifted a little bit. It started, as we talked about earlier, answering phones, transferring calls, greeting visitors. Well, yeah. that model has mm -hmm. kind of died off where I'm at now. Um, so, okay, what can he uh -huh. do? Well, now that things have been turned upside down and are all topsy-turvy and the world is in a weird state and, mm -hmm. you know, people, I've been working remotely, what have they discovered? Okay, he can take notes. So now I'm taking notes for various meetings. And as well as my other duties. So, again, meeting those employer needs mm -hmm. and the interests of that person. So, right. let's say in a hypothetical, and this is mm -hmm. something I was interested in but it didn't pan out, broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Let's say, as an example, that was to be an avenue one day down the line that I could explore. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I didn't get the college degree, but mm -hmm. I've got various broadcasting experiences under my belt, you know, from doing this or other things. Which goes to show the resume. Don't be afraid 
to look at someone's resume. And please don't just because they don't a have a college degree or a driver license. Yeah, those two things can driver be license for people. Would I'm not saying college yeah, they really do hinder thing. us. I'm not saying no. I'm I'm yeah. not knocking college degrees because um no no because college, no, college no, no, no. isn't always bad but no it's, but it's a waste those, of money in my opinion and yeah that we can get on a whole other soapbox on that for those anyway. considering college it's great if you want to do like scholarly work for example right. I know someone who's like postdoc mm -hmm. I know people who are like postdoctoral educate educating people right. and. You know, and they do things like they do surveys. I've actually participated in quite a few helpful surveys with there's a blind professor at Yale who sent mm -hmm. me a survey. And I was like, oh, great. I'll just fill this out. So I filled it out. And mm -hmm. I also want to give a shout out to the postdoctoral student. She is in. A, oh, God. God, I think it's. I can't remember what university she works with, but this gal has been big in to a group. She has a group on Facebook. She does a blog. She does lots of cool mm -hmm. stuff. And it's all about disability in the scholarly realm of things. And that's okay. Look, I don't think all college is a waste of time, but for me it was because I right. wanted to go to like music college and that required like four freaking hours of practice a day. Yeah. I had to borrow practice rooms. But on top of that, I had a laptop break in the oh, last year whoa. I was at Florida State. My dang screen reader broke. And I had to have a reader do my theory homework with me. I right. also needed somebody to read my mail and help me do other things. I was neglecting everything because I was so worried that I would, and I, you know, I ended up failing right. a jury. Yeah, and I and my family was not helping matters at all. And I said, right. okay, can I think of a college degree that isn't going to be that much work? Right, and because... for people with disabilities, you know, mm. college can it, it can be mm. a good thing, but it's a very challenging beast to overcome. I mean, you have to it's have a very challenging thing. <clears throat> yeah, services and, and, to overcome, and if you don't have that, each... you're not going to succeed. And and here's the thing to employers, if you're listening, um. Mm -hmm. If that person doesn't have a college degree, but they have the experience to make up mm -hmm. for it, don't be afraid to take a chance yeah. on hiring them. Because, you know, for example, okay, let's say you go in and you're doing the front desk thing and you're taking notes, all this stuff. Let's say there's a job that comes yeah. up that, okay, you got that, that's great, but you got that degree. You have to have that degree to get in the door. Just because that person doesn't have mm -hmm. the degree, if they have enough experience to make up for that degree, take a chance and hire them. Mm -hmm. And and you know you're going to find this with a mm -hmm. lot of the, dis the the disability community that you know they don't all yeah because we're pretty loyal. Yeah, we're yeah loyal. We, 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 we do our job. Mm -hmm. We don't gripe about it. We just suck it up and do it. We, the point is, is real jobs, real, real wages needs to be and, the normal it needs yeah. to be the standard and sheltered employment and which I also is segregating uh it's a segregated form of employment segregating they basically mm -hmm. get you away from people in the community that are typically developing so like right now in my work i work with people with disabilities mm -hmm. and without disabilities when i was at fhi almost 20 years mm -hmm. ago 
It was strictly mm-hmm. intellectual disability, maybe a couple of developmental disabilities. Um, and that mm-hmm. was it. There was no other outside people. It was just mm-hmm. that one group setting. And where I'm at now, it's literally and, a situation where yeah. I can, you know, socially, mm-hmm. it helps social skills. It helps with um, work mm-hmm. etiquette, you know, on the job because you're having to learn to work. Work ethic. People. Yes, your work ethic. It helps with advocacy your work ethic has... because mm-hmm. you have to advocate for what you need and what, you know, you need for the job. You know, you can't just expect your supervisor to uh, do it for you and know what you need. You have to say, hey, I need X, Y, Z. And and you can't be mean about it. You have to be mm-hmm. polite, respectful. You can't go up and demand, hey, and I, I need... try to do that even with blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, hey, I need this, that, and the other thing. I need help with blank, blank, blank. Right, and if you go approach that with and demand it, you're not going to get it. mm -hmm. Isn't that right? If if you're demanding, that's yeah. That's uh, one thing that I'm not trying to demand much. I mean, reasonable something from certain people. Right. All I ask is okay. Reasonable accommodations. Mm -hmm. And now, again, at my job, I got everything Mm -hmm. I need. But for those who are seeking jobs or looking to seek for new Mm -hmm. employees. Don't be afraid Don't to be hire afraid someone to... with a disability because you're going to find mm-hmm. out nine times out of ten, they're loyal, mm-hmm. they're faithful, they're on time, they get the job done in a very timely manner, they get work and done. And in I my support... case, I'm always very apologetic. Yeah, I'm very they, apologetic, yeah. especially with like if the bus breaks down or the right. oh yeah, or the transport is late. Oh God, yeah, that happens a lot. Oh so. yeah. Exactly. I'll I call mean, you and I'll say, "Hey, my my tra- yeah, and like, the same way you. I'll send a message or whatever. Hey, boss, my ride is late. I might be a little late today. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But I let them know in advance. The point I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. The point yeah. is, is that mm-hmm. you know, just because the person has a disability, don't be afraid to take a chance on hiring them because they might meet your business's needs. And you'll give them a chance to get out in the community. Mm-hmm. You'll get this person introduced to great new things such as community participation in the workforce, um, work for work ethic, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of amazing things all done because of real work for real wages. And with real work for real wages, one thing yes. that has benefited me is, okay, we talked about earlier, I couldn't support my family. Um Back when I was at FHI, when I would get paid, the only thing I could do was buy a CD or a video game at that time. And this is 2003 money, so you don't want to adjust for inflation. But now that I'm working real jobs for real wages, mm-hmm. I can pay bills. I can achieve financial independence. I'm able to support myself and family. I'm able to do all these great things. And it's because mm-hmm. real jobs for real wages, real jobs for real wages works. It works. It's the thing that it, needs to be done. It really does work. It does. Oh, God, yes. It does. It really um, does work. And to for any, me, I, I wanted to be a social worker as well in college. But and to any legislators if I was working or as a social anyone worker, that might mm-hmm. be listening, mm-hmm. to any legislators that might be listening yeah. to this, no matter what state you're in, if there's mm-hmm. any bills to uh, address the issue of subminimum wage, Get behind it because take a look. Yeah, at least take a look at it yeah. because 
you never know. It could be a good thing, and you'll be helping out those with disabilities. It as could well. be your son, your daughter, your yes, your niece, your nephew with a disability that could be impacted by this. Yes, yeah, yes. like yes, and I think there's a Tim. I think there's somebody with a disability in the legislature, um, not in the legislature, but besides Tammy Duckworth, I'm thinking. Uh, mm. There's this one congressperson who addressed a guy with fragile X syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I have no, I don't know much about fragile X, but I do know that this congressperson wanted to push the competitive employment thing with that kid. Yes. That's, and I'm very that's proud of thing. him for that because yes. Yes. if this kid wants to support family and make money and do the things he wants to do, Competitive integrated right. employment has Duh. is the way to go. And yes, mm -hmm. I agree. All people with disabilities should mm -hmm. have the right to experience competitive integrated employment mm -hmm. for real jobs, for real wages. So mm -hmm. with that being said, I want to say something real quick to close out um, the cast here. And that yeah. is this. I strongly support real jobs for real wages. And I am very much ready to see the end of subminimum wage in this country. And I want to see subminimum wage go away and be replaced with a model that will be real jobs for real wages based where people with disabilities of all types, not just one disability, but of all disabilities can experience real jobs for real wages and experience competitive integrated employment in their communities and it be made available to people of all all disabilities no matter what their level or what experiences they have so with that being said in closing i support real jobs for real wages and from my co-host beth aka denver queen i've been your host tim aka blind middle gamer yeah saying so long everyone mm -hmm. and peace out so peace out yep peace out yay <laughs> Let me know what